Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, episode 138, recording on Wednesday, February 8th. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And this is an urgent, special episode of the Game Junk Podcast, relating to today's Nintendo Direct for February 2023. The internet, there's a lot of talking going on. They're saying, we knew that this was happening. We're part of big Nintendo. We're inside Nintendo. Our list of most anticipated or most desired, pardon me, most desired remakes was part, we we were in on this, that we knew, we asked for it, and now it's happened. And uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that that's the case, but we have to start with what have I always wanted? A known property dropping day of, and not just that, the most desired remake that, of Sean <laughs> and I from three days ago. And it happened today. Metroid Amazing. Prime remastered on the Switch dropped today. I was refreshing the eShop store uh, right <laughs> afterwards. And not too shortly after it's on, it's downloaded. I played the first 45 minutes and it's really good. I I've, I was like, is this going to hold up? At a just quick playthrough of the first area, it holds up. And when I saw the video in the Nintendo Direct, I was like, is this even upgraded? I, I wasn't sure. It was tough for me to remember what the, the original looked like, but playing it on the Switch, it looks much better. Uh, so this was an absolutely huge announcement. Have you guys purchased and or played this yet? No. Yes and yes. <laughs> nice. No and no. So I guess we're recording early this week because Huck is going on vacation uh, for a couple weekends. So we might do some Next Fest streaming this weekend. Nothing official yet. We'll see what happens. But Huck, the Switch, you got to take this to the beach, bud. You're going on vacation. You can play some Prime in the sun, get a mm. tan. Good point. Good point. I may, I may do that. We'll see. I definitely on the plane. Yeah. The only thing is like the handheld mode, my switch, the controller drift, it's real. And it is just frustrating. I was just having that problem today. And you know what I did? I ordered a Hori split pad pro. No. (laughs) What is that? Oh, no. Look it up. It, it, like I, so it actually solves two problems for me. One is the drift, and the other thing is the uh, after playing the Steam Deck so much, the the switch is so small in my hands. Like I actually get cramped playing it. So uh, I think Jay actually has this thing, if I'm not mistaken, and he was a fan of it. But so I, he won't even call you out for having middle of the road technology. He'll say it's the best controller ever made. Yeah, he he'll probably it. agree with me on this one. <laughs> But I mean, it's uh, it, for everything I've read. There's no drift with these things, or at least you know, not within two weeks of buying it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was thinking maybe I'd bring my pro controller and be able to like, what's the kickstand mode or whatever. But oh yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, could do that I'll, on the plane for it. sure. But just get I a nice cabana, some shade, a cabana. Wow, I don't want to get sand in my Switch. I mean, it's prized. That's a good point. You know? That's a good point. I'm sure. I mean, it's that... not like an $800 Steam Deck, but, uh, you know, it's pretty close. Very valid point. But the price, 
when we were speculating on text today, I was prepared to spend $80. That's what I thought it would be in true Nintendo fashion in Canada. Only 50 Canadian, which I assume uh, means it's $39.99 in the US, have not confirmed that. Uh, so drop digitally today. Retail version will ship February 22nd, I believe. Uh, I think so, yeah. And I can't remember this specifically, but when they announced this, did they mention like there, there's a plan to do the whole trilogy? I kind of feel like that's what they said. I didn't I hear that. I don't recall hearing that either. Okay. And and yeah, so like when we talked about it on the most wanted remakes, I definitely said I want the whole trilogy because I want to play part three without the Wii controls. That's right. I and pulled out I, this bad boy right here. <laughs> yeah. you know, Metroid Three Corruption. And Prime now the more corruption. the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't know if that I, I don't know if that's gonna make the transition. I don't know if they're gonna do that one because it's because of the Wii controls. Okay. Hold that thought. And we'll just finish with Metroid. First few minutes, excellent. I'm very excited to play this game. And uh, are we? Are you going to beat it, Sean? Are you going to commit to beating Metroid Prime? We'll see. Probably. I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. That's a no. Okay. I feel like if as we weren't recording I today, to I would have. <laughs> I would have put in. And I didn't have darts. I would have put in seven hours tonight. I, w- I was prepared to go all the way with Metroid Prime. I asked for it. Hey, look, well, this- when you ask for something and God shines and gives it to you right away, you owe it to the world to beat that game as soon as possible. It's the only way. I'm, I'm really shocked you didn't have it beat before we recorded. I try. I've come I tr- on. I was going to try, but embarrassing. <laughs> Yes, uh, Frank will probably have a beat by next week, I'm sure. But uh, I mean, yeah, like I have to be honest with the analog controls, it plays beautifully. Like mm-hmm. I remember when Metroid Prime first came out and there was always that discussion of, you know, why not do the the twin stick, kind of, well, not twin stick, analog controls because first person shooters were doing it at that time. And everybody's like, no, 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 this is not a first person shooter. It's not an action game. It's more about exploration. And they kind of like justified it like that. I don't think that's bought into it. What's that? It's the nubby C stick for the, for the GameCube. It's like, well, that's part of it. But I mean, they did have like Duke Nukem and stuff on there, but uh, I bought into that idea that, yeah, it's more about exploration. This makes sense. But now playing with analog sticks, it's way better. And the lock-on is still effective, even with the dual analog. So, yeah, looks great. Just the small touches, like some of the sparks when you're going down elevators. And uh, it's not like a PS5-looking game, but it looks good. And I'm really excited to play it again. Music still absolutely rips. So good. Yeah, I was wondering, like, did they redo some of it? Or is that the exact same? Because, like, it almost felt like... I don't know. Some of it felt a little different to me, but I thought it was the same, maybe remastered, but it's been a long time. So let's take that table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you played handheld and TV or just, just TV, TV, just handheld okay. for me. Oh, okay. Okay. So we got, we got both perspectives. Just interesting. I don't do handheld mode on the switch. It's garb, pure garb. For plebs. <laughs> for the All right. Plebs. So, Going back to Nintendo sequels, the other major announcement, I don't think it's that major, but locked in on Tears of the Kingdom for 
is it May? Let's get the exact day. 12. May 12, 2023, with a collector's edition coming as well, was part of the announcement. And I have to say, I was not that impressed. And the footage they showed seemed very similar to Breath of the Wild. The big addition, from what I can tell, is the vehicle stuff, which was giving Mm -hmm. me Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts vibes. Like, (laughs) didn't look all that exciting. It seemed like there was some element of customization on them. I'm not writing it off yet, uh, but I guess it's probably more of the same, which for most people is a great thing, but I'm still not seeing... To me, the real idea with this game is going to be is it a referendum on Breath of the Wild? If they have shortcuts for cooking, for fast travel, for calling your mounts and all that stuff, to me, they're admitting the flaws of the first game, and I want to see how people defend the first. So I want to see the quality of life improvements for Breath of the Wild, and people are like, you know what? I wish I just had the option to go to the menus every time and pick five items to cook. That's a real game. So I cannot wait till this game comes <laughs> out and to see how people rationalize the first versus this one. But I'm going to buy it. I just, I'm not, I, I'm getting the itch to go back to Breath of the Wild. I'm playing an open world game in Forspoken, and I'm enjoying it. And like, it might be time to give Breath of the Wild one more try. Now, first, I have another discussion relating to this. But are you guys in on Tears of the Kingdom or out? Well, obviously in, but I kind of agree with you that the trailer was not blowing me away. I mean, it most Zelda games in the history of the series are usually like you're getting something kind of new, right? Like you're, they're taking new in a new direction, kind of a new story, but this one is basically a direct sequel, uh, which is kind of new. I mean, I guess there have been a few that are kind of like that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's still on the switch. So, I mean, it can't, I don't know if they can, do much to wow us with visuals i i like the vehicle stuff to me like any kind of new traversal stuff in an open world game is fun they had kind of a motorcycle thing in one of the dlcs so it kind of feels like it's building on that a little bit but um yeah i don't really have too much else to say i mean i'm hopeful but not uh completely blown away i I would say i'm tentatively in but Whenever you show images that remind me of Skyward Sword, I'm immediately out. So there's a lot of like diving through the air. The question was, are like, you in or out? You can't be both. I just said tentatively, tentatively in. in. And then you were immediately out. Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, whenever I say that, it makes me tentative. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to like this game is what I'm trying to say. I, if it's anything like Skyward Sword, I'm I'm not going to be happy. I don't think it is. I I, I think it's Skyward Sword for me was more about the tutorial, not really about the falling through the clouds. But it <laughs> yeah. still reminds me of that tutorial, that ten hour tutorial. So I I don't know. I I really I'm kind of I'm kind of with Frank. I'm kind of more interested to see if they fix the things we hate about Breath of the Wild, and then to see the reaction to those. That's what I'm most interested in because 
we all know Breath of the Wild is a perfect game. So how do you improve on perfection? And that's what I want to see. Yeah, very curious. Now, uh, the thing I would, this is a very new idea. Literally driving to my house, I guess 30 minutes ago now, and Sean said the two magic words, direct sequel. And I was really thinking, has Nintendo ever made a great direct sequel? And Or how good are they at making direct sequels? I could only think of one, and right now, possibly a second came into my mind. That is a truly great direct sequel. And one is a third installment where the second one was not that good. So the first one that comes to mind for me that is truly a great direct sequel is Super Mario Galaxy 2, which was more of the same and better, more elegant design, great game. So that was the one that first popped into my head. The second one, I don't even like it, so I wouldn't use this example, but I think some people might say Majora's Mask. And if that yeah, even was, doesn't I feel was, that direct. I was thinking about that one. I don't I, like it's not a direct sequel, but it's on the same engine, so it feels very similar. I think. Yeah, and then the last it, one would be Mario Three. But right. there's a second one in there that's not that great. Well, what about a link between worlds? Kind of the spiritual successor to a Link to the Past. I don't know story wise if it's a direct sequel. I, can't I would remember. not call that a direct sequel. Okay personally spiritual about, successor i would say i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out what about star fox 64 that doesn't the feel star like fox a direct one. sequel either i, I mean obviously well, I ha- there's some debate here as to what counts as a direct sequel mm-hmm. because they don't do it that often either it's not you know when they switch to a new console or technology it feels like a new game as to whether or not yeah. they're considered direct sequels is somewhat debatable uh i think pikmin 2 would be another example which and what what about like donkey kong country that's another one i thought of i remember at the time donkey kong country 2 and 3 were not that exciting i think in retrospect they've been appreciated more and even something like super mario world 2 is appreciated more now but i'm I actually liked it more when it came out and I've tried it recently and I don't think it's that good. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure. It was just an interesting thought that, you know, Metroid prime two, I rarely finished direct sequels to Nintendo games. I can't think well, of I mean, one that I've I mean, beaten other than Mario galaxy two. I can't even think of one that I've beaten. Well, I mean, I guess, did you I guess, not beat any of the Metroid games? Yeah. I guess like super Metroid or Metroid two are direct sequels. Yeah, but they they're on different platforms. I guess that's what you're saying. Same platform and a, and a story continuation, right? Yeah. Okay. It's just and it and most other game companies are churning out sequels so fast that uh, it, it's it almost seems unfair. Nintendo is in this weird zone where they don't do it that often, but I can't think of many examples where same console generation basically sequel and it was like mind-blowing or blew people away it just doesn't happen that often hmm. yeah I yeah they, right. they tend i mean this is a, if you're basing it on platform they tend to only put out one per platform so i mean it's 
it's it's going to be tough. This is probably the first real opportunity that 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 your comparison will hold. I'm thinking like Dark Echo, Metroid Prime Two. Anyone I know that loved the first one barely played the second one, and I don't know many people that finished it. Uh, Mario Brothers Two. Now they rebounded with Mario Brothers Three. I'm sure people will say, you know, that wasn't a Mario game; it was a reskinned game. That was a force feed. That was a force. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's, (laughs) it's, it's weird territory for them. It doesn't usually work out well. So I'm curious to see how this one does. Yeah. One other point I wanted to bring up: this wasn't announced during the show, but um, you're you're talking about the price of Metroid. Prime Remastered and how that was a pleasant surprise. Going into this, there was talk that they were going to announce their games are more expensive now. And it looks like Tears of the Kingdom is the first of that based on the eShop hmm. price, which is $70 US, which I guess means 79 Canadian. It might mean 89 if, Canadian. If not more. <laughs> yeah. Could be. I don't is that 59 59.99. I think we're a buck thirty-three. Per US. Oh wait, no, they're sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's it's probably ten. You're right. Sorry. It could be a little more. I don't really know, but um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's the only one I think that is at that price currently. And I, I'm reading here. There was definitively no mention of Metroid Prime two or three, but there was rumors today that Metroid Prime four was it showed up on Amazon or some listing that everyone's like, this is happening. And, uh, it didn't, I thought we were going to get both at first. Like there's always rumors right before Nintendo direct that people get all hyped up and then it's always not as good as the rumors, but you know, I'm not complaining. It's still cool. I guess part of the Nintendo sequel discussion is they often have the benefit where a lot of game sequels get stale and the my common example with that is PlayStation 2 games, Jack 2, Sly 2, like all those games like just kind of fell off and they're all on the same console generation. God of War is probably the exception on PlayStation 2. But Nintendo always has, typically has the added benefit of its new technology where they do a sequel or do a new spin. So they don't even, even when they are direct sequels, they don't feel like direct sequels it's there's always some new element to it whether it's graphically or control or technology on that platform so i don't know it'll be interesting to see kind of the stuff we were saying if it's more of the same is it is it dated from the time that the first game came out and what do nintendo fans want and how do they react to it all right moving on pikmin 4 the other uh Relatively big Nintendo property, uh, releasing July 21st. Pikmin is a franchise I want to love. I remember enjoying the first one. Don't think I did everything in it. Uh, clearly loved Tinykin, which is very similar. And even though I wish there was a remaster of the first Pikmin, I kind of want to go back and do them all uh, with a, a similar control scheme. But I feel like I'm so far out of the loop with Pikmin and this is going to sound really shallow, but if this was called like Pikmin Switch or just not Pikmin 4, I'd be more likely to buy it. I, I, with the fact that it is a number after, I'm like, oh, I didn't play Pikmin 3. I didn't play Pikmin 2. <laughs> do I really? Well, now you're getting st- into why Nintendo doesn't do a lot of yeah, I know. sequels. But <laughs> I'm like, do I want to go there even? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same. I'm not, I like, I've played a few of the Pikmin games a little bit, and I've always been kind of like, yeah, I, I think I could get into this, and then I never do. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe like Tinykin does have me thinking, I got to give it another shot. So maybe I will. The issue I always had with Pikmin was separating the Pikmin, where with strategy games, it's easy to select and do formations. It, it always was a little jank, at least on the GameCube. So maybe they've improved that stuff. What is your guys' experience with Pikmin? I've never played a Pikmin game of any kind. I bought the first one, played it quite a bit, was almost to the point where I would always replay the missions, trying not to lose Pikmin, and I don't know if I have actually ever completed the game. Uh, bought Pikmin 2, unopened on my back shelf, and uh, that's where I stopped. <laughs> Pikmin 1 was GameCube? That's where it started? Yeah. And then I think they re-released... Pikmin with slightly updated controls on the Wii with like pointer controls at some point. I didn't try that though. Hmm. Yeah, Don't I feel like I that. borrowed Pikmin 2 off of somebody. And then I think I tried the demo for Pikmin 3 on the Switch. But And then there was a DS one that I didn't really try. The Pikmin 3 was on the hmm. Wii U, I believe, because it used the tablet, I think. Right, originally, yeah. And then there was a Switch version. Which was eighty dollars. Uh, okay, <laughs> looks like Pikmin Three is also on the Switch. Yeah, so I just said it was eighty dollars. Oh, sorry. When they yeah. re-released it after and, the Wii U. Yeah, and they did put Pikmin One and Two on the Wii. All right. To me, the next biggest announcement, and probably the one Sean's the most excited about, is Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games coming to Nintendo Switch Online and nintendo switch online plus or whatever it's called and i did download both of them today i fired up uh minish cap i think that's if i was going to play any game that's out right now that would be the one that's a great game and i'm kind of curious to go back to the first kirby to go back to game boy kirby and dedicate myself to every kirby game but starting at the original and when that fails. I can officially give up on Kirby forever, but I have to give it a shot. Uh, Sean, you pumped for this or what? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I've been wondering for a while why Game Boy games are getting the shaft. So I just, uh, I just remembered you wanted to borrow my GameCube. Yeah, uh, yeah, your Game Boy adapter or whatever for the GBA. Called. I can't, I can't forget. Yeah. I totally forgot. You can borrow it. Now you don't need to. No, I don't need to. Yeah, I, but I mean, this, I don't actually have the uh, expansion. So, I mean, I don't know how I feel about the Game Boy Advance being put in that tier. It feels a little bit cash grabby, but... Um, you gotta get the expansion, dude. I mean, I probably will, especially because there's some N64 stuff I want to play, but I just, I've, I've not really used any... Like, I have the Switch Online mainly because Kieran plays Splatoon. <laughs> like... That's I, I have not tried much of their back catalog stuff at all on here. So this actually gives me a few things. Like we were talking about Wario Land on the last episode. Wario Land 3 is, is on there, I think. So I might check that out. I think in, in line with that, a huge part of this Nintendo Direct was them pushing expansion packs that come with the extra Nintendo Online Mario Kart uh, Splatoon 3, Fire Emblem. Uh, there was another one as well. Well, two 
two Splatoon waves of things coming. So that seems to be a, a big push internally with how they're approaching their game development. Yeah. I, I must say, like, this basically, like, is my life of Game Boy. Like, I don't know why I have all these boxes still, but I do. Nice. Those, <laughs> dude, all this shit. They're in these good are, condition. Do you know how man. much those are, are worth, dude? I don't know, but I have them all. But here is the gem that was not announced. Can you guys see this shit? Oh, Quirk. nice. <laughs> Quirk, can you see that? That is the real gem box. No one even yeah, knows. Honestly, I love Game but, Boy. There's so many cool games for Game Boy, so I hope they keep adding to that. But but when they put out that list, I was like, these are all the games I owned as a kid for Game Boy. Literally, the only ones I didn't own were like the, I didn't have the Game & Watch th- things. And I didn't have that Alone in the Dark game, which looked like way better than any Game Boy game I'd ever seen. I couldn't believe that was on a Game Boy. Um, that was Game Boy Color, wasn't it? Or Was it Game Boy Color? I but then they announced uh, like the Game Boy Advance games, and like the game I absolutely love that's on Game Boy Advance that they teased was Golden Sun, and Golden Sun is like one of the best RPGs out there. Very close to like Final Fantasy two in my or four in my like pantheon of RPG love, and I've never beaten it. I've always you know get stuck somewhere. But that's one of those games where I'm like, oh, I should go back and beat that game someday. And it's always it's always been on my list. And and they teased it at the end, little like you know how they had the list of like games coming soon? It was right at the end, right at the end. And I, I was pretty jacked for that. But your your gargoyles quest complete in box, you're looking anywhere oh. from like I would say one sixty to three three hundred bucks. Ooh, nice. No way! Really? <laughs> this bad boy right here? Yeah. You, you know, manual and everything. In there? Well, I wouldn't say perfect. I can see some flaws in the corner. There is a little bit of a flaw in the corner. There, the manual is not in the box, and I don't Ooh. have like I don't think I have the little like insert. You know that like white insert thing? Yeah. I'm sure Frank could hook me up. You're, with some tr- you're trending inserts. down to like one. I have the manual somewhere. <laughs> The manual somewhere else. It's in some other binder. I don't know. My mom like organized on, all this shit. And on second thought, just throw it in the garbage. It's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was all smoke and mirrors. Uh, my Sorry, favorite. Th- it's not completed box, but I do have. I could put it like this and be like, "Oh, look, fancy box." <laughs> I know this isn't a big deal, but one of the coolest things to me about this was for certain games playing them on the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, or what's the other the one? Different. Your color schemes? Yeah. Like, uh, Advance? No. Game Boy Advance. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Okay, I thought there was a different one for original Game Boy. But you can basically, the color filters it would put on, I thought that was kind of a neat touch. So um, I've never had a Game Boy. I didn't play anything on Game Boy other than Super Mario Land uh, and Tetris. Well, so. Wait, you never had a Game Boy? Oh, okay. You did play Tetris, though? I was like, you got to download Tetris if you haven't played Tetris. I, I hated Game Boy. I kind of... Was never. What? Oh man! I was Game like, Boy's amazing. I, I wanted. What was the uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen portable? Oh. I was like, that. <laughs> I thought this guy was going to be a Game Gear guy. No, I was kind of Game Gear, but uh, ultimately was never a portable guy, even when I was a kid. All right. So some other announcements. Uh, anything else with the Game Boy stuff? You guys are excited for? No. Nope. Nice addition, though. Uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 after the delay uh, boot camp 
coming out in April, which I, I did enjoy the brief amounts I've played of Advance Wars in my life. So I'm considering buying this. Uh, it's kind of pricey. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it for sure. It's kind of weird they delayed it because because the, the war in Ukraine and now it's still happening, but I guess they don't have a choice. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone just, runs out of money sometimes. <laughs> uh the the other things I'll get to Nintendo wise are expansion pass stuff. So uh Mario Kart eight Deluxe, new fourth wave of the booster courses and Birdo. Uh as a playable character, Splatoon 2, two waves of expansion. One seems to be something about uh, Incopolis, like the hub city and stuff going on there. And this, what Splatoon about Splatoon 3? Yeah, two right? expansions for Splatoon 3. Oh, okay. And, right. and uh, the second one was, look, I'm, they didn't really say what it is. It looks like it's like a single player type thing. Yeah, it, it looks like it was kind of interesting how they put it together, but basically they had like one shot and like a bunch of concept art and somehow they put weird editing and music together to make it seem like something was there, but basically they have nothing to show. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three expansion pass, uh, fire emblem expansion pass characters. And the other big Nintendo thing is Kirby's return to dreamland deluxe which comes out in two weeks, I think, approximately. And again, looks awesome. The cool art. Uh, and I always love the look of Kirby games, but never finish them. So uh, I'm assuming this is a remake of the Super Nintendo Kirby. I could be wrong. Uh, and, oh no, sorry, it's the 2011 Wii um, sequel to the Super Nintendo game. And there's some new like post game, a mode where you play as a, a, a sorcerer or a magician. I have the name here. Um, where is it? Yeah, that's when they were showing that. That's when I initially tuned in to the direct. Oh, I had to go back afterwards and catch up. But I was like, "What is this?" Like I couldn't tell what it was. My. Uh, Gmail auto-corrected the name of the magician to something else. So I, I don't have the name. I don't know the character, though. I'm assuming they're pretty big in the uh, Kirby world. And to me, the other two big games was were the uh, Disney Illusion Island, which yeah. you've seen before. Co-op platformer. It's coming out July 28th. Uh, interest, interesting art reminds me a lot of Rayman legends that when they swim, it looks exactly like swimming in Rayman legends. Yeah, so it really does. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this made by Ubisoft? Or are they just basically taking that code and putting Disney on it? Yeah. But, uh, it kind of looked like it. I don't think it is. It looks, it looks decent. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the non official Disney look like a new take on Disney. But, that that is the new. There's like a new animated series that uh, came out a couple of years ago. That is that style. So I think that's why. Did not know that. And then the other interesting game to me, uh, somewhat related to Nintendo, is Bayonetta Origin Origins: Cereza and the Lost Demon, 
which is like a prequel to Bayonetta. And they introduced, it was this, there's two characters you control the lost demon, uh, which is Cheshire. And it's like this kind of strategic, it's not co-op, but you're controlling two characters at once or one and telling the other one what to do. And it looks interesting. Uh, the puzzle elements looked pretty mild. I, I don't know what the action, like I can't picture the game completely from what I saw today, but it does have potential for a second. I thought it was going to be a co-op game like those Tomb Raider top-down co-op games. And I was like, I want another oh, one yeah. of those or someone should copy that game and make a, yeah. a new, uh, like, like isometric co-op game. Cause those were super fun. And I'm surprised more people don't do that. Uh, but any of this stuff tickling you guys excited about any of this stuff? Not no. really. I mean, definitely the, the Island illusion Island or whatever was probably out of all the ones you mentioned, the one that I'm most likely to, to check out uh, the Bayonetta origins, like it start the way it started. I was like, Oh, this does not look good. Like it just seemed like uh very like a mobile game. Yeah. Like cutscenes that were just using like static images and stuff. But then by the end, I was kind of like, Oh, this maybe this is kind of cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm really on the fence with that one. I have to be honest. I was. I just looked it up. I was not expecting this to be an eighty dollar game. It is. It is a full price oh. game. The illusion. The illusion game. No, the Bayonetta the game. Oh, the Bayonetta game. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to be either. But Cheshire, the Lost Demon, looked really cool. I, I just. I don't think I'll be picking it up for eighty bucks unless it gets absolutely amazing reviews. Yeah. Especially when I uh, beat the other Bayonetta games. So there were a couple other little things. I don't know if you were yeah, still. I was going to kind of defer to you guys next. Uh, that's the major stuff as far as I'm concerned. But I know Huck is excited about some detective stuff. And so go for it. Sure. Uh, yeah, there was a surprisingly amount, a surprising amount of detective focused games in this direct um just like you know there was that ghost trick phantom detective game that is i guess a remake or maybe not a remake but like a a port of i think a 3ds game which i had heard about never played then there was a game called deca police just it's a ds ds game from 2010 the phantom the ghost trick one right yeah yeah i've played a bit of it actually it's it's good it's fun I've heard it's fun, yeah. So that's that's interesting to me. I never played it. Uh, and then there's this game called Deca Police, which tickled my fancy because it's, it seems like a detective game with RPG battles. And I've been I've had this like idea of a game like that rolling around in my brain for years. And so I'm interested to see how they pull it off because I I could never really figure out a good way to do it. And it seems like basically they just have like regular RPG battles with like detective elements, which is not really what I was thinking of, but I'm still very interested in it for that reason. Um, the other one they mentioned was a game called rain code master detective archives rain code. Yeah. So, I mean, that one looked less interesting, but you know, another detective game. So just, uh, just to, to add, maybe spice that up a bit. Uh, 
it's from the what it says here on IGN from the minds of the creators of Danganronpa. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I don't know who that is or what that means specifically. <laughs> you don't know the Danganronpa series? Well, I know the series. I don't know if it's like people who left that company uh, a ju- a or junior program. One of the first, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is relating to Danganronpa, but I know you like those games, right? Yeah, no, I do. I do like those games. Yeah, they're neat. Um, uh, I didn't what? realize it was the same. I mean, while you're talking detective games too, I don't know if you guys saw the Professor Layton, new Professor Layton yeah. trailer. That was a very short tease. Super short, and I was like, very like, interesting. I, I, I was kind of like, what? It, like, I was like waiting for more, and I was like, wait, that was it? What? But yeah, um, yeah, I'm kind of psyched for that. Super interesting that game, and I am surprised that they didn't have more. Like that was it. It was just like, here you go. Here's the title. And that's it. Uh, no date, no nothing, no target. This is like a this is like a Metroid Prime Forms Four style, <laughs> yeah. you know, drop. Um, the the other thing, like, and then RPG wise, Octopath Traveler Two, very excited about. I love Act- Octopath Traveler One. At least I love the mechanics of it. I'm interested to see if they change the mechanics at all. I'm interested to see if they kept the exact same story style, um, which sounds like they did, they were talking about, I think eight, you know, another eight characters that you, you walk around as um, I've never been Octopath traveler one, but I do really enjoy the battle mechanics of that game. And uh, did you mention sea of stars? I feel like you did already, Frank. Not yet. No. Oh, okay. So sea of stars was also mentioned has a release date now of August 29th. And there's a demo out. I have downloaded it. I have not played it yet. So that's very exciting. Uh, this game is kind of like a Chrono Trigger-esque, uh, art style-wise anyways, game from the creators of The Messenger. So very excited for this. I think it'll be really cool. And They were hyping then, up a composer that was involved in the game. I, yeah. I, I don't know that composer or what. Yeah, I'm assuming on. it's related to Chrono Trigger or you know one of the old Final Fantasy games or something like that. I, I also couldn't recognize the name and, and didn't look it up. Um, the last game, which I actually have always wanted to try, but never got into RPG wise, or I guess it's kind of like a dungeon crawler is the Etrian Odyssey games, which I've played, I think the first one a little bit and it is, it is hardcore. Like you have to like create a map and like figure out, you know, where to go and everything. And it's very punishing. So I, I'm kind of interested to try these games again. It seems like they had part of that. The end of that video was a map creator to help with that probably steep learning curve or a more casual way of playing it. But I was not familiar with that series and it looked oddly compelling. It, it's not the same gameplay, but it reminded me of severed uh, from Drinkbox. Mm. Like, how But you, it is just like that. Yeah, it is just like that. Yeah. So, uh, it was interesting. I don't know if I'd actually buy it or play it, but uh, it's coming as a, a three-pack and individual purchases. And I, I had heard of this RPG series before. I was kind of going to defer to you, Huck. Um, let me find it here. Uh, Baton Kaidos 1 and 2 HD remasters. Did you ever dip into that I, series? Yeah, I had never heard of this. I I was kind of surprised. And then they showed this like RPG deck builder game mechanic and i was like well that's 
very timely because there's so like deck building games have kind of had a resurgence in the last, you know, three, four years. So it's, it seems like a good idea for them to bring this game back. I didn't even know the series existed. I didn't even know, you know, there was deck builder games before the current sort of like run of deck builder games. So it's pretty interesting that um, they're bringing this game back and that it even exists. Cause I, this looks like something I could be interested in, yeah. but I didn't know anything about it. Sean, anything you're excited for that we haven't talked about yet? There's one thing I can think of for you. Uh, I don't know. I, well, what you, you think in the dead cells yeah, thing? But. Yeah. It's weird. Like I am interested, but like, I just never really got into dead cells and I, I, I should, but like, I'm kind of at a point where I'm just like anything roguelike. I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to put my time into that, but I'm sure I'll buy it. Like, do we know how much it costs? Like it's DLC. I, I don't know. But, Probably 30 or 40 bucks. I bet. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I guess if it's just DLC, maybe 20. I'll look it up while we're, while we're going here. But uh, there was one other game that I was like, you know what? I'm sure everyone watched this thing and nobody looked at this thing and thought it was interesting. Omega at all, Strikers but, is what you're going to say. Yeah. There was like a part of me that's like, you know what? If I, I don't even know if it's like a local multiplayer thing, but it could be a fun party game. Like it's basically air hockey, but with, you know, crazy kind of power ups and stuff. I kind of remember someone at Silicon Knights when we were uh, on the way out, Scott, I think he was pitching a game similar to this and it was an old uh, maybe NES or PC game. And I I definitely thought of uh, him and saying we should do a game like that. Uh, But it looked interesting. I thought it looked good. The weirdest thing with that one was saying it's free to play and it's available for pre-order now which I don't know what that means. Oh, free to play. That game's free to play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. So there was some other, there was a fashion game. Uh, uh, so on the fashion game, I, I, I was oddly compelled by this game, not to buy it, but by the pure like idea of if this game would be successful on switch. Like I'm wondering if the market for a game like this actually exists on the switch. Cause for me, this is like obviously, you know, a female market, possibly more casual market, and I'm wondering if that actually exists on the Switch. Well, I, I think I think it does. I think so. I mean, mobile yeah, would make sense too, but I I think the Switch. I'm hearing a lot nice. about. Well, I think just in general, management games at some level, simulation games are on the upswing, uh, especially with. I'm surprised by with younger people are really into those kinds of games because it was never a big deal when we were growing up. Like they mm-hmm. kind of felt like PC specific stuff. So uh, I, I think, and there's a lot of, you know, this fantasy life game and Stardew Valley type stuff, animal crossing. So at least it's a niche element that it, it kind of exists on its own. So I think there is some potential for it for sure. Uh, Samba Amigo is making a comeback, which looked basically, it's called party central. It looked like it was dance central, uh, or saying like, we're the original dance central in some way, uh, by using the, the joy cons. And there looked yeah. like there was a new mode, very similar or inspired by beat saber. I always wanted the dreamcast 
maraca controllers and never got them <laughs> i was briefly reminded of that and last worth noting i think is don't nod the life is strange developers i don't know what this game is harmony the fall of reverie a, a strange game uh but potentially interesting from what I saw, I, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm, I'm guessing people really like Don't Nod, that it'll do well. Yeah, and I guess on that note, there was another kind of narrative game from Bithel Games, Tron Identity, which did nothing. Weird, weird license. Like, I know they just announced that Tron 3, the movie, is happening again, but... I don't, I don't know if I cared that much about Tron to be playing more of like a narrative-based, dialogue-driven type game, but I do like Mike Bethel, and he seems to do interesting stuff, so... I, th- I think this game's already out, though, on other platforms. Oh, is it? I think yeah, so. Yeah, you could be right. I feel like I have heard of it before. It says yeah. it'll be out on the Switch uh, in April. Yeah. I, and I, I used to listen to his podcast, and it's interesting to see that obviously they're having success with this style of story-driven, low-art-requirement game. Like, remember they came out with that, like, subsurface circular game or whatever it was called, and then they came up with another one that was similar name, similar style, but it was basically just, like, robots sitting on a subway talking to each other. I'm guessing that's Quarantine Circular, and then... Yes. You played the Solitaire Conspiracy, didn't you? Or someone did? Uh, I played a little bit of it, yeah. yeah. So like they, they also did that John Wick hex game, which is more of a strategy yeah. thing. But yeah, so that game's and they did volume, which is more in that line as well. But like it seems like it, it's they have a very uh like defined game development cycle now where they seem to make like a you know a slightly larger game like volume, and then they'll revert back to you know like a a narrative, these narrative games. So it seems like they kind of have two pipes now. They have like the quarant- the quarantine circular, whatever it's called, you know, narrative games, Tron games, and then they have more of their like strategy games like John Wick's Hex and Volume. And it seems like it's working for them where they have these kind of like – and I, when I listened to his podcast, his idea made sense. It was like, okay, we're going to put out these short, quick games for a low price – that will just gain enough money to fund the next project and keep the studio going while, you know, we then, you know, look for publishers and try to fund the next title. And, and it seems like it's working for them because they seem to be in a great cycle of, you know, putting out these narrative games and then putting out a slightly bigger game and then putting in another narrative game. So I, I find it interesting that these games still are coming out, still are obviously successful and obviously enough people are buying them to make them worthwhile. And, and obviously they're getting enough notice by, um, you know, IP holders that they will invest or at least give them the IP or allow them to, you know, license the IP or whatever, however they're working the deal to make a game in that universe. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. That game is not, uh, it's not out on steam yet. It's coming soon on steam. I don't know if it's on anything else. Oh, okay. Okay. Not sure. Could be mobile. Who knows? And I, I see a headline here. Tron Identity is a detective game set thousands of years in the future. Detective. So another detective game. Look out. Thousands of years after Tron. I feel like we need to make uh, a deck building detective construction management simulator. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. 
I think people should be seeing what genre is going to make a comeback next. Cause I was looking at the steam next fest demos and they are very similar to like, it's top down roguelikes, uh, construction management games. Like it's that typical I, in, indie I cycle, I, churn and burn kind of thing. We need a new, uh, new thing. I actually downloaded quite a few demos and they were, they were all over the board. So I haven't tried any of them yet, but <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of games now. It's it's yeah. tough to stand out. So, all right. I think that's the last. It. Oh, sorry. I have one game Whoa, to mention okay, bud. before, before we move on. Jank brain, uh, jank brain <laughs> on switch now. Yes. <laughs> and Epic dumpster there too. Uh, but besides those, uh, Katamari Damacy remakes or remasters re-roll were mentioned re-roll. Uh, I don't know how many people have played these, but they are surprisingly a lot of fun. And I'm kind of looking forward to these games, despite like how simple they are. And, you know, they're just like a fun little collecting collecting game, basically like by rolling a ball around, which is hilarious. And yeah, and, I kind uh, of forgot. I actually picked up the first one they re-released for the switch i totally forgot i even bought it so i should probably play it but yes i do like these games i've tried them a few times i like them but they never hook me for whatever reason i know i find what you pick up and what you don't there's not concrete rules for that i get angry i I remember getting frustrated (laughs) playing those games and and before frank ends this again and i'll interrupt you again (sighs) The one thing I want to mention about this whole direct is there was a huge push for pre-orders. Everything was on pre-order. And I, I don't know why exactly it's such a big push. I mean, I guess it's to lock in money early before people know better. But like yeah. it's such a weird thing that they're pushing like almost every video ended with like pre-order now or pre-order some date. Like that was the call to action now. It was like, it was not the release date. It was pre-order now. And I wonder if, I wonder if companies are seeing that um, if you don't have the, like, like if pre pre-orders are now the thing to do so that you get people invested right away. I wonder if that's like a better sales funnel, like to get more like businessy than just saying, here's the release date, come back on the state. Whereas like when you can say like, you know, it used to be like wish list now. Well, maybe wish list yeah. isn't enough. Maybe pre-order is now the thing to ask for. I mean, well, I don't. I know. I know you can like uh, put things on your wish list on the the eShop, but maybe that's not enough. Like maybe now it's all about getting your money, locking you in, and that is having higher returns than just people wish listing it. Well, it definitely has higher returns <laughs> as a media. Not necessarily though, like. You know, if the if the if people pre-order, but not as many people pre-order, and then no one pushes puts it on their wish list, you could have less in the end. You yeah, know, or if, people could cancel, I guess, too. But yeah, I, I, I don't think you can cancel a digital like, pre-order. You can't. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I guess I, clearly I don't pre-order. Try it out, Hotshot. Awesome, you think <laughs> you're so confident? I go pre-order something for fun. Go pre-order the worst game <laughs> if you're so confident in this. Well, I was just going to say that it is interesting. The wish list thing is still a thing for Steam, right? Like when you see like PC game 
showcases and stuff, all the trailers are saying wish list now. And that's kind of a nice way of being like, okay, don't forget us, but you don't have to put any money down yet. Just don't forget us, you know, and put us on your list. But none of the other uh, consoles really push or use that uh that feature very often so i mean the steam wishlist thing gets me all the time i always go to sort by wishlist i get emails for them and it usually leads to a bye 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 pretty quickly so <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely it works uh, it's a great feature all right now can i wrap this fucking nintendo direct up we got to give our grades i know huck's gonna bring the heat he's ready to go I will give it a B minus. I mean, I, I'm giving it a B. I thought it was a pretty solid, I mean, surprisingly solid show for Nintendo. I'm giving it, I'm going to give it a, a B plus. I thought you were going you know, A all the way. You were I, losing I was it. contemplating A minus. I was contemplating A minus. But you know what? You know what brought it down for me? The Breath of the Wild stuff at the end. Like if they had really brought the heat, was something incredible. I mean, people might say Breath of the Wild or whatever the new game's called is. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I was expecting more. I was expecting the Metroid Prime 4 something. Well, I mean, it, it does... if they had brought that, then it would have be been in the A category for sure. Yeah, but it does bring up the question. Like, there's a lot of cool little things they threw in in this show, but like when you look at the big games coming out this year for Nintendo, it still feels a bit empty to me. I mean, obviously, Tears of the Kingdom is huge, but I'm just aside from that, I'm just scanning TOTK for Tears of the Kingdom on uh, on Twitter, and someone has. The image of Tears of the Kingdom poster right beside Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. So I was not the only one having these thoughts <laughs> watching this. And I can tell you right now, whatever Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was doing, they did it wrong. It, it is not an intuitive vehicle builder. So hopefully they've uh, cracked that code in this game. Hmm. Yeah, I saw it like just, uh, you know, again, with the rumors that come out before the show, like a lot of people were predicting that there would be some kind of new Mario announcement because it's been like, what, like five years since Mario Odyssey, I think. So it's kind of feeling like it's almost time for a new Mario game, but nothing. Well, we shall see very, very soon. That's three months away still loaded a few months coming up uh all right so don't stay tuned for necessarily a new episode for maybe a week and a half maybe two weeks possible steam next fest uh youtube video or stream playing some of those demos keep an eye out for that youtube.com forward slash game junk uh i'm sure sean you while the Discord's there, we'll probably mention it on the Discord. Sean might put it on his Twitter at FilmJunk. Uh, Huck is at My Angry Commute and Equilibrium Sis. And uh, have a great vacation, Huck. Drink some. I will. Drink your fill of spiced rum and uh, dark rum, light rum, spiced rum. I got to sample the world of rum. <laughs> and uh, we'll, I'm sure, though, we will not be short of news when you return in the world of gaming. So uh, 
We just talked about what we played. Nothing else to add. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye.